and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to talk to you guys today about something that's really important, which is the different types of hunger that you can experience. So I think, you know, when it comes to hunger and fullness, I made a, I posted a poll on my stories yesterday and I said, which one are you able to hear more clearly? Your hunger or your fullness. And a lot of people said, I'm able to hear hunger a little bit better than fullness, but it can still be hard to distinguish what kind of hunger are you actually experienced? Because there's actually different types of hunger. And I want to talk about that today. There's actually three. Okay. So just before I dive in, I have to let you you guys know there are two spots left in my 21 day food freedom challenge. So I'm so excited about this program because it's 21 days. And the, this is the program where you are going to learn my root and rewire process, my signature root and rewire process that helps you to end the binge eating cycle. And this, I get so excited about this because the ladies who join get these quick wins, these, you know, they feel so excited and motivated as they make progress with their relationship with food in just 21 days. And oftentimes this is the kickstart that a lot of people need to feel the momentum, to feel the hope that it's possible to have a healthy relationship with food, that it's possible to stop their binge eating. And this is essentially three weeks in as a sneak peek inside of my academy program. So you're going to be able to get access to group coaching calls with me. You're going to learn my root and rewire process. So you stop feeling the urge to binge. You're going to be able to experience a breathwork session. You're going to be able to really get plugged into the best community on planet earth to help you to feel less alone, to have support, to share your wins, to feel celebrated. And of course, make great progress in your relationship with food within just 20 one day. So I have two spots available. And if you are interested in joining the 21 day food freedom challenge, you can send me over a message, whether that's on Facebook or on Instagram at Lorna underscore binge eating coach with the word freedom. And then I will share more details with you. I'll share the investment and we can make sure that it's an awesome fit. Okay. Really excited about that. But let's go ahead and dive into the different types of hunger. So the first type of hunger is physical hunger, okay? So this is aka true hunger. This is when maybe you experience low energy. Maybe you feel a little weak. 
This is when you can hear maybe your stomach rumbling. This is when you tend to be thinking about food a little bit more because you're hangry, right? If you, if you, if you haven't eaten in a really long time, then we start thinking about food so much more. Like, what do I want to eat? You know, what am I going to eat when I get home? I'm starving. What should I make? You know, we think about food so much more when we have physical hunger, you might notice that you get irritable. So I'm sure you probably experienced this before. Again, when you haven't eaten in a really long time, maybe you get moody, you get snappy, you get really irritable because you're just like, I feel like I'm dying. I need food in order to function properly. So irritability is also a sign. Um, you might experience a headache, right? So just like feeling very weak, you have a headache, you feel low energy. These are all signs of physical hunger. Now, I also want to be clear that you don't have to feel like you're dying when you're hungry. You know what I mean? Like these are just, these are just signs of physical hunger, but you can also feel hungry without experiencing all of these or without even experiencing one, right? For me, hunger to me, physical hunger is when I kind of feel like this emptiness, right? So my stomach kind of feels empty. Um, I do tend to feel a little bit more fatigued, but this isn't like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. We're not getting to that point because that is way past overly hungry. We don't want to get to that point. So this is why it's really important to check in with your body and see kind of what signs you are experiencing, if any, so we can prevent ourselves from getting past the point of way too hungry. And this is when it leads into binge eating, feeling completely impulsive, out of control with food. Okay. So the first type of hunger is physical hunger and think physical hunger. You're experiencing some physical symptoms. Okay. Now the second type of hunger is emotional hunger. So you are hungry for other things than food. So you're trying to meet your own needs, but if you don't have your own needs, you are not meeting your own needs yourself or somebody else isn't meeting your own needs, then you are trying to get your needs met in maybe the only way that you know how, which is through food. So what I, what I mean by emotional needs is we all have needs. We need to feel safe. We need to feel secure. We need to feel loved. We need to feel connected to, we need to feel like we belong. We need to feel safe. We need to feel comforted. All of these things are basic human needs. They're not just like nice things to have. Like it's nice to feel supported. It's nice to feel comforted. It's nice to feel like I belong. They're basic human needs. Like we need to experience these things. And a lot of the times when you don't feel loved, when you don't feel comforted, when you don't feel like you belong, when you don't have relief, when you don't feel supported, you are trying to find and make, meet those needs. And, and food is one of the quickest, fastest ways to feel that temporary sense of relief, to feel that high. And we all know it is such a short burst of comfort, relief, whatever emotions that you experience in the moment. 
But because it's not sustainably meeting those needs, you will find yourself continuously getting emotional hunger because you haven't met that need sustainably. So maybe you felt for five minutes a temporary sense of relief, but it's a false sense of relief. So emotional hunger is going to keep coming up over and over and over and over and over again because you actually don't feel relief, right? Just think about it for a moment. You have an episode where you binge. Maybe like the first two to five minutes, you're like, this feels so good. This feels amazing. It is a a relief. But then after, you're like more stressed out. You're feeling guilty. You're feeling shameful. You're feeling like a failure. You're feeling like, why did I do that? So you're not actually feeling relieved. So this is what I mean by a false sense of meeting your needs. It's temporary. It's a quick fix. And we know if we know anything about quick fixes, they don't last. So this feeling of relief is not going to last. It's not sustainable, right? So we need to feel these things sustainably all the time. Supported, loved, heard, seen, like we belong. We are, we feel connected to something. This is really important. Okay. Now, the third type of hunger is habitual hunger. So this has to do with triggers, time, location, the environment that you're in. So for example, maybe a trigger for you is when you're home alone. Okay. When you're home alone, you tend to binge. This is an opportunity. Nobody's there. Nobody's watching you. Nobody's judging you. You can eat whatever you want. You can eat however much that you want. So that is a trigger for you. Maybe it's the time of the day. Maybe come the evening, that is the time where habitual hunger kicks in. So you can do well with your diet all day and then come the evening, it's always on habit. It feels like even if you're not hungry, I'm going to eat something. Or maybe it's habitual hunger and you're on the couch and you're watching TV. So every single night when you put on the TV, you throw up Netflix, whatever it is that you watch, you feel like you need to eat something. Maybe a trigger for you is a location like eating out for dinner. That can be a trigger. So habitual hunger can either do with the time of the day, again, evening, maybe right after you eat lunch, you like crave something sweet. That is habitual hunger, right? Um, the evening time, like I said, it could be location. So going out for dinner, it could be in your kitchen. It could be, you know, when you're home alone, these are all based off of triggers and time and location. So this is what habitual hunger looks like. You know, you're not hungry, right? You're sitting on the couch, you're snacking and you're like, why am I doing this? Like I'm, I'm actually not even hungry, right? So that is what habitual hunger is. Now, what I want to share with you now is how you can get a little bit more clear on what type of hunger you're actually experiencing. Because after hearing about these three, physical hunger, the emotional hunger, and habitual hunger, you might say, okay, I definitely know that I'm doing a lot of habitual eating because 
nine o'clock at night, that's just my go-to time. Or maybe you're saying, wow, like I am eating a lot emotionally and I don't know when I'm actually physically hungry because when I'm so used to um, emotional hunger and I'm so used to eating when I'm not hungry, that also blocks my body's ability to hear when I'm hungry. If we think about it like this, your body is really smart and your body will send you signals, hey, it's time to eat. But a lot of the times there's this a negative association with hunger, like hunger is a bad thing. I shouldn't be hungry. And we kind of like feel like it's, it's like a, a scary monster, right? So when we experience hunger, we're like, I shouldn't be hungry. I just ate an hour ago, or I shouldn't be hungry. It's 11 o'clock. And normally I eat lunch at 12 o'clock. So what ends up happening is maybe you hear your hunger but you don't listen to it. Those are two different things. You might hear your hunger, but either pretend like you don't hear it, right? Like, oh no, I'll be fine. Like, I'm going to be okay. Or you hear it and you just don't want to listen to it in fear of weight gain, in fear of eating too many calories, in fear of eating too much. But the thing is, you guys, every single day is going to be different in terms of how much you eat. You are not going to eat the same amount every single day. And this is why I never recommend macro tracking or calorie tracking, because it's very unrealistic to say every single day, you need to get this many grams of protein. Every single day, you need to eat this many carbs. Every single day, you need this many grams of fat. It's just not realistic. Every day will be different. Hormones change. Energy levels change. Energy expenditure changes the amount of sleep that you got changes. And that all impacts hunger hormones, um, cravings, hunger levels. So even when it comes to like meal plans or if you're trying to eat the same foods every single day, I get it. I tend to eat very similar foods uh, quite often just because it's easy with my lifestyle, being an entrepreneur, owning my own business. I am usually go, go, go. A lot of the times creating content, filming podcasts like this, doing a live. And it's sometimes not easy to make different things every single day. So it's fine to eat the same foods generally every single day, but there's a difference between eating very similar foods throughout the day and eating half a cup of this and one one avocado and 10 almonds and one yogurt and half a banana. Like that is completely different than eating, you know, beef quite often. And you enjoy oatmeal in the morning and you like blueberries as a fruit. So I hope you guys see the difference there. It is very different. Having certain fruits that you like, certain meats that you like, certain vegetables that you like is great. Continue with that. But if you're telling yourself that you need to eat the same foods and the same amounts every single day, it's not going to be realistic. And then oftentimes you're going to beat yourself up because you want something that is off of what you are quote unquote allowed to have. And then you don't feel good about yourself. You feel like you messed up the plan. Okay. So 
in order to start being more clear on these different types of hunger, physical hunger, emotional hunger, and habitual hunger. We'll start off with physical hunger. To get clear, if you are physically hungry, like real hunger or not, you want to start checking in with how you feel before your meal. Okay. So before your meal, you want to check in. And I kind of have, I like to give my clients like four points of reference. So the first one is like ravenous. I'm ravenous. Like I am ready to eat anything and everything. I don't even care what it is. I just need food. And how you know you're ravenous is like, you're so hungry that as soon as you like come home, you open the the kitchen and you just start nibbling. You're standing up, you're in front of the, the cabinets, in front of the kitchen, and you're just like eating the foods really fast, it's cold. You haven't even warmed up your food yet, but you're like, I am so desperate for food right now. Like I just need something that is ravenous hunger when anything and everything sounds good. Okay. Now the second point down is hunger. It's definitely time to eat. Like I am hungry. It's not this ravenous, I need to hurry up and eat, but it's like, okay, it is, it's time to eat, but it doesn't feel as rushy, as impulsive, as ravenous. So think about this, where maybe it's like, think of like ravenous hunger, I haven't eaten for like four plus hours, and then hungry is like, it's lunchtime, like it's, it's time to eat. Okay. Now the third point down is sort of hungry. So this is where you're like, I could eat right now, but if we also eat in 30 minutes, I'm not going to die. Like I'll be fine. So an example of this would be like, you know, let's say you're planning to go out for dinner and you're making reservations and maybe it's last minute and it's like four o'clock. Right. And you're like, well, you know, like I could eat right now if, if you guys want, or maybe it's five o'clock, right? It's five o'clock and, you know, you're with a group of friends and you're like, yeah, well, we, we could make our reservations for right now, but we can also, there's a spot at six o'clock and I don't mind if we do six o'clock, like that's fine too. So you're not overly hungry. You're not like, okay, I have to eat right now. It's like, well, if you guys want to eat, we can eat. Like I'm sort of hungry. But if we also do it in 30 minutes or an hour, that's fine too, okay? Now, the last point down is obviously not hungry, right? So you don't, you're not really thinking about food. You don't feel like you need to eat something, okay? So those are the kind of the four points. Ravenous, I am hungry, it's time to eat. I am sort of hungry, and then I'm not hungry. So I like to use this because this is how you start to understand yourself. You understand your body. Maybe the first time that you check in, you're not going to have a freaking clue. You're like, Lorna wants me to do this. And I don't even know where I'm at. That's okay. Can we just have awareness? Can we just, can we just have awareness of like the four levels that I just shared? Maybe take a wild guess. There is no right or wrong. Just, I want you to start making decisions and being decisive. So can you give yourself literally like 10 seconds and just make a choice? Like, 
count down from 10 and just make a choice. Okay, I'm hungry or I'm ravenous. If you're ravenous, you'll probably know. If you're not hungry, you'll probably know. Um, but again, this is just bringing awareness, okay? Now, in terms of being more clear on your emotional hunger, remember, emotional hunger is all about meeting your own needs. So to get more clear on emotional hunger, you have to get clear on what emotions you're feeling. This is really important. A lot of the times we become emotionally constipated. One of my mentors said this, and I just, I love the term emotionally constipated because it's so true. It's like we have all these trapped, stagnant emotions in our body. And if we don't check in throughout the day, they build, they build, they build. And then all of a sudden you're eating your emotions, right? You're eating your emotions. So to become more clear on your emotional hunger, the first step is to see how do I feel? What emotions am I feeling? So I recommend to my clients, which I really like, is like setting a timer on your phone or even a reminder and check in three times throughout the day. First thing in the morning, midday, and then come the evening time. And if that's too much, maybe you just do it once throughout the day. Okay. You don't have to make this, this crazy big thing. If you're busy, maybe it's just once, but I like to check at three times because a lot of the times it, it depends. If you're a morning person, you might feel like really freaking on top of the world in the morning. And then maybe midday, you're like super stressed out. And then come the evening, you're feeling a different type of emotion. Maybe it's loneliness. Maybe it's sad, right? Maybe it's, I don't feel loved, whatever the case may be. So when you start to become more aware of your emotions, that's really important because you can't expect yourself to process and cope with your emotions if you don't know what your emotions are. I remember when I struggled with restriction and binge eating, I literally felt two emotions, anxious and disgusted anxious because I was so worried about every single thing that I ate, anxious because I was so worried that I was going to gain weight, anxious because I didn't want butter and oil on my food, anxious because I was going out for dinner and I didn't know the way that they were going to cook the food, anxious because my friends wanted to go out for dinner and I just had pizza yesterday. I was a ball of freaking anxiety. And on the other side of the spectrum, the other emotion was just like disgusted because I would, obviously the restriction would backfire. I'd feel so deprived. I couldn't handle the restriction anymore. So then I would binge. I would overeat. I would eat past fullness. I would eat until I was physically sick. I felt disgusted. I felt bloated in my own skin. And those were literally the only two emotions that I felt every single day. If you were to ask me, like, how do you feel? I wouldn't really know because anxiety was crippling. And then when I felt disgusted in my own skin, I couldn't think straight. I couldn't think about anything else except how full I was, how bloated I was, how I just wanted to hide myself, how I wanted nobody to see me. I didn't want to be looked at. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to have anything to do with anyone. So that's not healthy. Being aware of your emotions 
is very, very important. So that's the first step. Can you ask yourself one to three times per day? I'm just going to take a little mental note, put a reminder on my phone, set an alarm. And then as soon as it goes off, I'm going to write the one word emotion that I feel happy, sad, stressed, annoyed, sad, angry, joyful, calm, whatever emotion it is. And I will say when you're doing this, you are not judging yourself for how you feel. I don't care if you write down angry 9,000 million times. We're going to have curiosity and this beautiful loving awareness over judgment. As soon as you start judging your emotions, you're going to feel like you can't express yourself. How many of you guys have, when you were younger, people told you you're too loud, you're too much, you're too this, you're too emotional, you're too sad all the time. I have clients that I work with inside of the academy that say sorry when they cry on on calls. They're like, I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm so emotional. I said, why are you sorry? You don't have to be sorry. Well, I was always told that I was very emotional. That's not a bad thing, right? We have to rewire these beliefs and allow ourselves to process, to cope, to emote, to scream, to cry, to yell, to be angry, to be sad. We don't want to attach emotions. This emotion is good. This emotion is bad. We often think happy is a good emotion and sad is a bad emotion. Can we change that? Can we stop saying that feeling sad or feeling angry or feeling pissed off or crying is a bad thing? And can we stop saying that being happy and joyful is a good emotion? It's just an emotion. Um, Emotions are just moving energy. So we don't want to have attachments to emotions because then it changes how we feel. And we feel like, oh, being sad is bad. I shouldn't be sad. Allow yourself to be sad. Now, I'm not saying allow yourself to be sad and just cry and just stay there. No. But in order for us to get on the other side, to feel a different way, we have to feel through the sadness, feel through the pain, feel through whatever it is that you're going through so that we can work through it. And then it doesn't pop up again and smack us in the face. So that is how you become aware of your emotional hunger and check in. Am I meeting my own needs? And am I getting my needs met by other people, my partner? Am I expressing my needs? Am I meeting my needs myself? Am I tired? And I tell myself, no, 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 you have to keep working. You got to go to the gym today. That's not meeting your own need. We think sometimes, you guys, that we're doing these things out of good. And like, it's such a good thing that I like push myself. But if your body, let's say one of your emotional needs is rest and you're feeling guilty for resting, you're feeling guilty for sleeping in, you're feeling guilty for sitting on the couch, putting your feet up when you know that you have to do dishes. Sometimes that is okay. You have to listen to your body and meet your own needs. Are you being kind to yourself? When we are judging ourselves or beating ourselves up, 
you are not meeting the need of love that your body is looking for. It is a basic human need. Now, another thing that I will say is this. The fastest way and a beautiful way to start meeting your emotional needs is through joining a support group, joining a community of like-minded individuals where you can feel supported, you can feel loved, you can feel heard, you can feel seen, you can feel like you belong, like feel like you are connected to somebody and something. This is why I host group programs. The Ditch Decade Diets Academy group program, my 21 Day Food Freedom Challenge, there's a group aspect to it. Because everyone deserves to feel loved, supported, like they belong. It's so beautiful to witness when I have clients inside of my programs, whether it's the 21 Day Food Freedom Challenge or the Academy, and they're like texting back and forth and they're following each other on Instagram and it's so cute. They're like commenting on each other there's things. And I see this and it's so beautiful because you not only heal your relationship with food, you create a community. You feel like you belong. You don't feel alone. You feel understood. You feel seen. And again, this isn't nice things to have. This is needed. It's it's not just like, Ooh, that would be nice. (laughs) No, We need to feel loved, supported, seen, heard. And the best place to do that is in a group support where you can share your struggles and for once maybe actually feel understood. This is really important. So with that, I'm going to share. These are the different types of hunger, okay? Physical hunger, emotional hunger, habitual hunger. The whole point of this is to give you more awareness of the different types of hunger. I shared a few tidbits and tools and strategies of how you can start getting clear on those different types of hunger. And if you want to take things to the next level and you want to be able to get back in tune with your hunger and fullness cues, you want to be able to cope and process with your emotions without turning to food. You want to rewire your brain so you break free from these habitual cycles, this habitual hunger. This is what I'll be teaching inside of my programs. So like I said, the 21 day food freedom challenge is open right now. I have two spots available and we will dive into this. You will be so excited. You'll feel so full of hope, so motivated as you make incredible progress in just 21 days. And I'm talking like being able to go out for dinner without anxiety for the first time. I'm talking being home alone at night and for the first time, not binging. I'm talking about, you know, being able to eat a meal with friends and enjoy the company, enjoy the favorite foods and eat until you're full and satisfied and not feel like you need to overdo it or not feel like you have to binge when your friends leave because I didn't actually eat what I wanted. And now that they're gone, I'm going to binge because no one's home. No, 
We're going to shift our thinking. We're going to work on your mindset. We're going to work on your habits. We're going to work on your relationship with food. We're going to talk about body image. It's going to be freaking so incredible. So I'm so excited. Two spots left. Send me over a message on Facebook or Instagram at Lorna underscore binge eating coach with the word freedom. And let's see if this spot is yours. So I'm super excited. Thank you all so much for listening to this. I hope you found it helpful as always. And I'm so excited to see the next two ladies who join me inside the 21 day food freedom challenge. All right. Bye you guys.